I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. so much for joining us for this extended interview with David and Nadia, where they're going to share how to start working remotely. Hey, David and Nadia. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. But before we get into the incredible tips that you're going to tell us about how to work remotely, can you tell us a little bit more about you both and why you live an offbeat life? So uh, we traveled the world in a 1969 VW bus guess you can call it the van life but it technically it's a bus so it's the bus life (laughs) Uh, and yeah we work remotely from our bus uh on a daily basis um make sure to actually listen to the full interview with david and nadia where they're going to expand more about their story and how they got there so for a lot of my listeners they want to be freelancers and they're also looking at your life and they want to do this as well for someone who has a job that's not necessarily can be turned into remote work. How do you think someone can start to do this for themselves as well? I think the most important thing is to work at something you enjoy. Obviously, teaming that with something that works remotely may be an initial struggle if you're not particularly familiar with remote work or how to do it. But I think that's really important. It's very easy to get distracted when working remotely whether you're working remotely from home and then your tv remotes two seconds away or like us you're working remotely from your van then i mean like right now we're parked like a two minute walk away from like this beautiful lake i have a paddleboard in my bus it would be very easy for me just not to work and go paddleboard but you, you need to enjoy your work so that doesn't necessarily happen Yeah. And to stay productive in a lot of sense, it's up to you, you know, before you even start working remotely. And if you want to quit your job, you also have to know whether this is the right step for you, because there are some people that they actually want a boss to tell them the deadline and they're not self-starters. So you really have to evaluate that as well. Yeah. I've always said that anyone can find a remote job but very few people can actually keep a remote job. Because it's hard. I've, I've talked to a lot of different friends who this was definitely not the right thing for them, but actually trying it for yourself, definitely do it. That's the only way you're going to find out if it's actually the best way for you. So David and Nadia, we touched up on this a little bit on the full interview about how it's really important to know how to communicate well with your clients. Can you give us some tips on how you're able to do that as a remote worker so that you can work efficiently? Yeah, I think a lot of people when it comes to communication and the tool is always there just to aid you in the communication. You need to be good at the communication by default, no matter what tool you're using. And for me, like the main thing your clients know what you're working on, when it's going to be delivered by, and if you are in any way, for example, if our bus was to break down, we would the first thing we would do is send an email to work going, our bus is broken down. 
And we would do that like even before ringing our insurance company or whatever else we may have to do, seeing as we've broken down, because that level of communication is, it, it builds trust. It's super important. So when you're talking to your clients, do you actually tell them that you're traveling while you're doing this? And how does that work? Are they usually open to it or how do they react? <laughs> My policy is to be super upfront. So as a good example, I only work three days a week. I only work six hours each of those three days. And if I don't have any work, so I've completed all my tasks. I make sure the client knows that in, in those instances, I'm off going to be doing something fun and I'll come back when you have got more work for me to do. So kind of really upfront saying, these are the requirements that I have with my remote work and this is how it's going to work with the project moving forward. And then really it's up to them to kind of accept or decline those terms but at least then you're communicating how your lifestyle works and it's up to them to work with it or not yeah and i think you know for us the fact that we've been doing it for so many years and have so many happy clients really helps it is more difficult if you say you know i've just started doing this for us it's pretty easy saying hey we've been doing this for like six years um, it's clearly not affected our work. Here are you know some things our clients have to say about us, and then you know it kind of quashes any any second thoughts that anyone would have. But I think you know the most important thing would be to prove that you can get the work done to show that they come first, um, and not you know going to the beach or going to the lake and going paddleboarding. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely takes a lot of self-discipline and dedication on your part to be able to do that as well. Because like we spoke about, you don't have a boss to tell you what to do or nobody's over your shoulders telling you when your deadline is. You have to be on top of your game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a really good testament to the communication side of remote working is uh, with my current freelance project I have right now, uh, is building an app for this um, company in London. I am the only person who works with the company who is remote. They do not employ remote workers. Uh, they do not work with remote contractors. I'm the only one that they've actually allowed to be remote because my communication is as good as it could be in that it works for both of us. And that's the most important thing. It has to work for both of you and the company that you're working with as well. What's the best way to find remote work and steady income if you want to start doing this, especially if you don't have experience with this yet? At least for desire that can really help you find work. One in particular is called TopTel. Uh, it's basically, it helps large companies, mainly in Silicon Valley, find the top 2% of freelancers to work with. So you actually have to go through like a testing process to get on TopTel uh, to prove that you're good enough. And then people, like a good example, I think Airbnb use them. So that they are huge companies that are using TopTel to find freelance talent. And I'm sure there are similar sites for kind of different industries as well. Now, what type of skills should you learn or, you know, maybe you already have it that's really important to be a remote worker? I think time management is probably one of the most important ones. I think, you know, it's very easy for remote workers to miss deadlines. 
Um, I think that's probably the thing that I hate the most in the world is a missed deadline. And so, you know, I think, you know, just making sure that if you want to go off and do something else in the day, you know, give yourself some extra room so that you have an extra two hours of working time. So that if you need it, you, you have it to get the project done. If not, you can, you can go off and do what you want. But um, yeah, I think managing your own time rather than, you know, leaving it to the last minute. Yeah. And that's definitely not going to give you a good reputation, especially if something goes wrong as well, then there's no time to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's always good to beat the deadlines that you have for your clients. So if your client says, oh, I need something by the 7th, set yourself a deadline by the 5th. And then you have a couple of days to like re-go over it or to to edit it again, like in the case of writing. Um, but you definitely don't want to give yourself the same deadline that you, you know, on the day that you have to send it to them. Because then, yes, yeah, something could go wrong. Someone could, you know, spill a latte over your computer. <laughs> I, I did that yesterday to Nadia. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's very important that you don't have deadlines that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah un- under promise overachieve that's a really good way of putting it well done <laughs> good job david <laughs> thank you guys so much for these incredible tips we really appreciate them so if our listeners want to know more about you where can they find you the easiest place to find us is instagram uh at saying yes is uh you'll pretty much get daily updates of where we are and the crazy stuff we're doing and then for like guides on remote work and destinations our blog saying yes dot is perfect thank you david and nadia i really appreciate it and we can't wait to check out all of the journey that you guys are gonna do especially with the upcoming ones that you know you're about to have so exciting I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with David and Nadia. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with David and Nadia where they share how to travel the world as a full-time van lifer. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.